Welcome to another episode of the CPSA Product Review Podcast with guest expert Andrew Jenkins. In each episode, we focus on a handy social selling related software product designed to assist marketing and sales pros present and manage their messages. Today, we are talking about Discoverly, a tool to navigate your social data, making you more productive personally and professionally. And as always, we are joined by the wonderful guest expert, Andrew Jenkins. Andrew, welcome to the CPSA's product review show. Thanks for having me. So firstly, Andrew, what is Discoverly? What does it do? And uh, and what are some of the key features? Discoverly is a Chrome extension. And uh, let me set the context. So if you're a salesperson and you're trying to make your life easier uh, by getting more referrals, uh, I can't say that there's very many people that say, you know, I love cold calling. So wherever you can find the opportunity to generate a warm referral or a warm introduction, uh, you know, life just gets easier that way. So uh, LinkedIn, which we've talked about before, and I talk about uh, at length in the work that I do, uh, can tell you, because it makes your network and the network of your connections transparent to you, it will tell you the mutual connections that you share. And so that you can ask those uh, individuals uh, for potentially a referral, depending on the strength of their relationship or the comfort that they have with that. Well, there are times when either in that situation or when you see on LinkedIn that the person is a third level connection, uh, whereby you don't have a mutual connection that could potentially refer you. This is where Discoverly as a Chrome extension comes into play. When the your Chrome extension is running and you're within LinkedIn, it will show you not the mutual connections that you share uh, on LinkedIn, but whether or not you share mutual friends on Facebook. It will also surface social data about those people uh, if you're um, in Gmail. But let's focus on um, the LinkedIn component. Uh, that's where I use it predominantly, and this, I think this is where most salespeople will use it, especially if they're just at the prospecting stage. So when you are within uh, LinkedIn and you're looking at uh, someone, a prospect that meets your criteria as a, as a prospect, the Discovery Chrome extension will disclose to you whether or not you share one or more friends on Facebook. Now, it's not going to facilitate you becoming friends on Facebook. It's simply identifying that you share some mutual friends. You can then go to those friends via email, phone, or through email on LinkedIn and ask them if they would feel comfortable making an introduction in some way to that individual. Uh, So this is just another way to surface or illuminate uh, where and how you might be indirectly connected to someone and, again, uh, hope for the end result to be a warm referral or introduction. Okay, you very carefully navigated the features there. Now mm-hmm. let's explore the, the benefits a bit more. So this is all about referral sales, mm-hmm. I guess, the, the benefits being well, the biggest perhaps is that a referral is often very, uh, very strong compared to other types of leads. To talk, right. talk to me, talk to me a bit about what the what the, well, what the rationale I, is behind that. 
Well, I, I used to work in film and television. And the only way that you would land work on productions was by who you knew or calling someone up and saying, do you know of a production that is crewing up where I could be of help? And whoever you were speaking with at the time might suggest, oh, give so-and-so a call. And you'd call them up and say, well, you know, Mary told me to give you a call. She said that, you know, there might be some work on this upcoming production. And maybe the answer is yes, or maybe yeah, call me back in two weeks. Or, But the main point here that I want to make is I didn't know who Mary knew. My, you know, my relationship stopped with Mary. There was no transparency. In this day and age uh, of social networks, I now know who you know because your network is transparent to me. LinkedIn tells me who you know, unless you've locked your network, which most people don't. And Discovery is like that as well. And it shows me who you know or who you have as mutual friends. These are all important insights to me as I'm trying to be a productive salesperson. And will I cold call? Sure. You know, most salespeople still do. However, if I can, wherever possible, make it that much easier on myself by getting an introduction or a referral, it's better for me because I'm guaranteed at least a few minutes to have a conversation uh, rather than just, you know, uh, falling into the dreaded voicemail or just, you know, the dreaded cycle of follow-up in hopes that, you know, that I get a response. That's where uh, the likes of uh, Discovery delivers value. Now, earlier on, you, you mentioned that you were going to, for the purposes of uh, this particular interview, focus on LinkedIn over Facebook more, but I just want to, I just want to get your feeling. I want to gauge where, what your take is on, is is facebook a selling tool should is it okay to use facebook uh to connect with people for the purposes of, of selling to them like a lot of people do on on linkedin or is facebook more of a personal thing and therefore I, there well, be no I think you can uh i think you can use facebook to sell uh, more so through company pages or groups where you've earned the right those who are in the group, if you've you know, said this group is going to behave in this way and this is the kind of activity you can expect. So if you've told people that you know there will be some promotional activities here, um, I'm part of some social media groups where they allow one day a week for you to talk about who you are and what you do, so you know to be blatantly promotional. Uh, the, the caveat I would say about Facebook is, um, you know, some of your friends on Facebook have no intention to be sold to nor wish to ever to uh, buy you so for example i have some friends that are realtors some of them you know they sell homes in florida as an example i have no intention ever to buy a home in florida through them that's no disrespect to them as a salesperson um just it's just not in the cards so when they share postings of houses that they have up for sale or listings it's uh, it's content i have no interest in so now the onus is on me to either block content from them but keep the friendship uh, or block them altogether. So my suggestion in that case is if you want to use Facebook to sell, have a friend profile, as in you know, for yourself, personal friends, family, and create a personality page. So if you're a realtor, a mortgage advisor, um, a you know, public speaker or whatever, 
and a music uh, uh, artist um, or a, a, an artist, your paint or whatever. Um, it's the equivalent of a business page, but you know, you can run ads from it. You can promote content more so than you could from a personal page. And that's where you have the opportunity to be more salesy. So you're separating, you know, being a friend to others and um, doing your sales activity in another channel, albeit uh, still within Facebook. What I was referring to earlier was that Discoverly, you know, inside LinkedIn tells me the mutual connections we share as friends on Facebook. So it's just another data point with respect to another social network, but it comes about from uh, data being mined on LinkedIn initially. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I know we got a little bit off course there, but I, I think that Facebook versus LinkedIn debate when it comes to uh, social selling is a key uh, a key conversation to have. Well, let, let me just uh, add to that. So, for instance, we've um, been involved in a project with financial advisors and mortgage specialists for a very large bank, uh, facilitating content for them to share. And the mortgage advisors, especially them, have their own business page or personality page on Facebook, again, for that reason, so that they can boost content and run ads uh, on Facebook, all in, in a compliant fashion with you know, proper checks and balances with uh, compliance and, and risk um, you know, consultation with their employer. Um, and, uh, but that keeps all that activity outside of or separate from their personal channel or personal feed on uh, Facebook. And that's proven to be successful for them. Okay. So thank you. You're talking about successes. Let's talk about uh, limitations. Are there any shortcomings when it comes to Discoverly? Just the fact that it only does one thing. <laughs> it tells you, uh, you know, what the, the connections you sh- or the mutual friends you share on Facebook doesn't uh, if you're inside Gmail, it will give you some you know, some additional social data. But again, if you if you're looking at their profile in Gmail, as in you have their email account, you're in a sense you've already got a more perhaps a little more established relationship with them because you're now potentially corresponding with them. This is, as I said earlier, really just meant to illuminate an opportunity for a referral or introduction. So, you know, one very specific purpose, but a valuable um, uh, purpose nonetheless, um, because, you know, uh, where if this individual was a third uh, level connection where I have no option for a referral, where I might have to go in cold or join a mutual group, then the likes of Discoverly may make my life a little easier and, and give me a path through another connection uh, to that prospect. Right. Now, again, I'm going to take us down a little bit of a rabbit hole just for a moment. Um, In your opinion, Andrew, what is the what is the etiquette when it comes to let's put Facebook to one side, uh, specifically LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So you've spotted that you've got some connections in common. What is that etiquette going to one of your connections and, and asking them? To, to offer a referral do you for example say uh in, in an in mail to them or in an email to them hey I've, I've actually prepared what that message to them would look like here it is do you mind uh, approving that and send it to them do you leave it up to them as to what they say about you do you have to be very very selective about who you ask to do the referrals <laughs> well 
I, to build on your last comment there, I, I'll be selective in terms of, let's say I'm looking at a prospect or someone that I want to talk to, and it may not be uh, about sales. Like, for instance, I'm trying to navigate into a company now on behalf of a tech partner of mine uh, that's in the UK. Um, and so I'm, I'm just trying to facilitate an introduction. So I'm trying to find the strongest connection that can introduce me uh, into that company, uh, strongest from credibility, strongest from reputation, strongest from they've known this, you know, they've known one another for a long time. Maybe they worked together in the past, whatever it might be. So those are the kinds of criteria that run through my head. But to your point about, uh, or your question about etiquette, well, what I uh, focus on is, okay, I've identified who potentially can make that introduction or that referral. I will send them a note by email or by uh, email and say, according to LinkedIn, you know so-and-so. I am interested in speaking to them about X. Uh, if assuming you feel comfortable enough to introduce me, here's how you may um, or you may wish to, or if this helps with the introduction, here's what you can say to them as a way to introduce me and set the stage for that conversation. And then I usually close it with, if for whatever reason you're not comfortable or this is not something you can do at this time, I totally understand and that's okay. So I give them a note. There's no obligation, no pressure. Uh, and that's just my take on it. Other people have you know, different styles. Because um, I will get, uh, the, I get the request uh, as well. Because I've said to people, you know, people will reach out to me to you know, meet up for a coffee to do networking. Um, you know, people that are in transition. Um, I'm an alum of the um, Rotman School of Management. So I, I connect a lot with uh, you know, um, newly minted MBA students that are navigating their career path. Uh, and I mentor um, startups and a bunch of other things. So anyway, networking is, is um, uh, a frequent activity of mine. And people will be reaching out to me and saying, according to LinkedIn, you know so-and-so. And they'll do much the same thing I described. Uh, but I, I will say to them, well, I don't know that person very well. But I often say, well, listen, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. I don't have a, a problem reaching out to them, telling them what you, your intention is, uh, and um, seeing where um, where things play out. Uh, and I do it, I do the reach out, but in a non-threatening way. And again, I give that person an out saying, Someone in my network wants to talk to you. Would you be okay with it? And I'm, I'm jumping ahead. I'm paraphrasing, but um, you know, I, I follow the, the same etiquette. And if they do, great. And I facilitate the interaction. But I advise the person that I um, who had asked for the initial introduction be gracious and respectful. Um, and you know, and my assumption is that you won't do anything that would reflect poorly on me for having made the introduction. And um, the other thing I know this is the Canadian Professional Sales Association podcast. But one of the things that I talk about with salespeople when I'm training them about LinkedIn and so on is that it doesn't always have to be about making a sale. There could be things that you're trying to, you know, connections you're trying to make within LinkedIn, maybe someday will become a sale or indirectly will lead to some sort of sales success. And the example I give is that I joined a board uh, that I was on for three years because I navigated through LinkedIn to the president of the board 
through a series of connections. I networked my way onto that board based on insights that LinkedIn provided me as to who I had to talk to. Had nothing to do with sales, but those relationships that I fostered in order to get on the board led to fruitful business relationships, both for sales and otherwise. And often people ignore that. They think, you know, dismiss LinkedIn as just a job board uh, or for salespeople to um, just pound away for prospecting. And there's a lot more value to be derived uh, if you know what you're doing. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, usually we focus on the technology only, but I feel like in this particular episode, you're getting uh, a good glimpse into the the personality of uh, my friend, Andrew Jenkins. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, just one last question for this particular interview. Bonus material. (laughs) (laughs) Bonus material. Um, Just one last question for this particular interview before we wrap things up. Uh, And it's it's our favorite question. Uh, As always, out of five stars, Andrew, what would you give Discovery? I'd give it a three and a half. Not, you know, it's not meant to, that I dislike it. It's very hard to give something like a five out of five. It does one thing and one thing only, uh, but it does it well. Um, occasionally, sometimes it, it could be more of an issue of the Chrome browser, you know, crashing or you know insufficient data. So sometimes it doesn't. Or the simple fact is there are no mutual friends, so like it just sits there static. Um, so for that reason, you know, maybe three and a half. Um, but I still think it, it costs nothing. Um, and the only ex- uh, um, uh, requirement is that you use uh, Chrome. Uh, but I think once you install it and uh, see it in action inside LinkedIn, you kind of go, huh, nice to have uh, have it available to me. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say for this particular show, Andrew Jenkins, as always, thank you very much for being our guest. My pleasure.